0: Let's look ahead to Monday, the first day of week 11, the first day of 2024, waiver wire, stream options, injury updates, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I make the best fairy bread. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at lockedonfantasybasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash lockedon to get started. Thank you also for making Lockdown Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Bear double banger to start off 2024. Listen on audio, watch on video, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe. Operation 80k for this season is in effect. So if you haven't subscribed, go do it. We'll get there. I hope. Maybe. We'll see. Let's go do it. All right. We're going to talk the action for Monday, first day of week. Um, Eleven, as as I mentioned, this is a weird week with the schedule. Well, not a weird week; it's a relatively standard NBA week, to be honest. Where Wednesday and Friday are basically write offs for streaming, so we've got to make sure we're focusing our attention on the right days. And Monday is one of those days. Let's talk injury updates. Usually, on these injury updates, when I do them, I, the guys that are out long term that we know are out long term, I'm not going to include. On this list, so I'm not going to have Mitchell Robinson down there, for example, who's out for you know, a long time. Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, we know these guys are out, but um, just more of the shorter term things that we need to pay attention to. So I do believe that Monte Morris will remain out for Detroit. Also, a shout out the Pistons for winning their first game in 28 tries. Fantastic, great performance. Almost uh, gave it up at the end, but yeah, great. Let's see what they can do from here, and let's hope this doesn't um, instill extra security into the management positions. Dylan Brooks and Jabari Smith will be out for Houston. And then there's a bunch of uncertainties. Lamelo Ball, I'm guessing, is going to be out. But they are obviously the worst team in the world at giving any sort of accurate injury updates. So we don't know about that. I'm going to guess that Muxy Kleber and Mason Plumley remain out as well for their respective teams, Dallas and the Clippers. And of course, it wouldn't be an injury report unless I listed Mark Williams as doubtful. I don't know what the Hornets are going to do. Well, I actually sort of do. If they list him as questionable, probably means he's playing. To be fair, let's see what they do. They haven't officially dropped it out yet. I'm putting him as doubtful because what else can I do? And then there's the traded blokes. The Big Sneeze, Precious Achua, The Jedi, Urgen Anobi, Malachi Flynn, Rowan Barrett, Emmanuel Quigley. I expect that they're able to play. But I don't know. So I'm going to list them all questionable at this point. And the other one is grimy. Quentin Grimes missed the last game for the Knicks. And that's probably an underrated part of watching uh, watching Dante DiVincenzo go off in that game. Is yes, there was no Ananobi there. And Flynn and Achura, obviously, who knows how big a part they are in the re- rotation. But also no Grimes. So we had to get tons of minutes into players like um, DiVincenzo. Because they weren't going to rely heavily on Ivan Evan F- Fournier, although we did play. So that's a part of that. But I'm going to list Grimes currently as questionable. Like I said, Emmanuel, quickly questionable. Brucey Brown, questionable. He's missed the last couple with a knee bone bruise. DeAndre Aiton with knee soreness. Duop Reith and Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons, they all missed the last Blazers game. I would expect that Simons plays. Aiton and Sharp, 50-50. Reith, I think, will play. But there is also another injury that I got the update on, which I didn't actually see. It sort of slid under the radar before I even created these slides. I'm just going to talk about it now. There is a report from someone, Bennett Durando, his name is, um, at the Denver Post that Aaron Gordon is going to play on Monday. That is a week removed from having 21 stitches uh, across his face and his hand, his shooting hand, after his dog, his own dog, his pet Rottweiler, bit him. Um, That seems crazy to me. I don't know how on earth it has healed that quickly, unless the one on his hand was so, so small that it didn't really matter. But how do you shoot with an open wound with stitches? Um, that is that is insane to me that he is available to play. But I, I've tried to dig in and go, is this a fake account? Is this guy lying? Like, what is going on here? But even though he's only got a small amount of followers, he writes for the Denver Post. He writes articles on the Denver Post. He said Gordon was practicing. We haven't got an official status from the team yet. But it does appear that there is a chance that Aaron Gordon is going to play. I'm currently going to put Aaron Gordon as questionable, but his report suggests probable. So... I, I, again, I, I cannot believe that, but who knows? That's the report. I can't really doubt it, even though it seems ridiculous that he would be back that quickly. But that's where we're at. So there you go. Aaron Gordon looks like he'll be back on Monday. Kyrie Irving was upgraded to doubtful last game. So I'm going to put him questionable for this one. And Seth Kyrie questionable too. It does appear that Irving's return, it's not the Hornets and a doubtful tag. So Irving could be back pretty soon. Kawhi is officially questionable too, so we expect that he will be ready to go, which is great news. Jimmy Butler's questionable after leaving the last game with that foot issue, Um, and then there's Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, who missed the last one, Hayward Highsmith, Josh Richardson. The Heat rotations continue to be a complete mess. That is five rotation-ish sort of players who could be in or out that we don't know. Um, Nasir Littleface is out of Sunday's game. The Suns are the only back-to-back team there. He, I'm going to put him questionable for the game. And uh, Joshua Kogi is probable for Sunday. So I'm going to put him probable for Monday. I don't know what they plan to do with Bradley Beal on the back-to-backs. I think that he plays. Again, they just probably want to get as much into him and as much chemistry building between those guys as possible. And a like the back issue seems to be okay. The ankle, you don't always have to sit back-to-backs because of ankle problems especially not super significant ones like Beal's. It was was okay, but it wasn't like a super significant one. So I do think we'll be okay there with Beal, but it is just something to monitor for Monday, whether he or they do decide to sit him uh, on that back-to-back. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. Would have been a great $5 money line bet on the Pistons against the Raptors the other day. You would have got those $150 in bonus bets, plus whatever you won on those odds because the uh, Pistons were an underdog over there as well. You get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. It didn't even matter if you... Um, Hang on, what's this? They've changed the rule here. No, you don't even have to win now. New, oh, My bad. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. You just place a $5 bet. You get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. There you go. Wow, that has changed. You don't even have to get your team to win. So there you go. $5, money line, bang. $150 bonus bets done. Wow, that is great. They've also got on the app, which is easy to use, all of the different bet types, of course, same-gay parlays. Uh, you could get bets in the new Explore tab. They've also got the Parlay Hub, where you can go and make a parlay and track other popular parlays as well. So go to FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup, maybe an extra point. I don't know. Let's mix our sports metaphors. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, that is injuries done. The only team with a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back are the doubtful legends, the Charlotte Hornets. So, yeah, we obviously have to monitor the status of Mark Williams. Um, Cody Martin has been playing back-to-backs, but everyone else should be good to go. And again, we're not expecting that Gordon Haywood or LaMelo Ball is going to be there and Kraken because they they just won't be. Um, Streams of the day. I'm going to go with Derek Lively for 10 teams. I'm going to go with Big Dick Nick with the assumption that Mark Williams is out. Derek Jones for 14. Nick Richards is 12 there. Uh, Derek Jones for 14. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, who should get another start with Dylan Brooks out for 16-teamers. And then for Yahoo and ESPN points, it is Nick Richards that I'm going to look at. That's for all of the players who are rostered in 45% of leagues or lower. I'm just surprised that people have not jumped onto Nick Richards at all. He's still sitting under 40%. He's been a starter for, what, three weeks? It just seems pretty wild to me that he's just loosely sitting out there available for anyone to add in a vast majority of fantasy leagues cool. all right, that's fine. what's on my radar? There is an early game. I don't I, was like, I don't know why, but I do know why it's New Year's Day, so it is a public holiday, but it seems a little weird to hey hey New Year's Day you're all like hungover and stuff. Um, so let's put a game on really early. 3 p.m. Eastern is the game, so the early second wave of time unlocked on fantasy basketball leagues will remain. Just get ready to set your lineup, especially in weekly leagues you've got to do it early. For us here in Australia on the East Coast, that's 7 a.m. So you've got to have your lineup set early before that game. Minnesota, the Knicks. Nas Reid went off last game. He'd been really dropping down. Had been playing under 20 minutes a night. I guess part of that reason, What I guess I'm pretty sure I know why he got those extra minutes. Anthony Edwards sprained his ankle in that game, sat on the bench, and then Reid came in. They needed his offensive creation. He went off. Edwards came back, but they just kept rolling with Nas. I don't know that that continues every game. He's been very hard to sort of work out where the minutes sit. When he's rolling, you roll with him. When he's not, you you don't. So let's see how they go back to him here. For the Knicks, of course, we want to see what happens here with the traded players. How does OG and fit in? How many minutes does Tom Thibodeau play him? Do the steals look like any chance of coming back? What does his usage look like? Because it hasn't been good. It's been under 20. And I would expect that playing next to Brunson and Randall doesn't help, although you are replacing Rowan Barrett. He's not a high usage player. So let's see how that all looks in terms of streams. to kill Alexander Walker in Minnesota or Kyle Anderson. We could look at and then DiVincenzo probably just should be grabbing him. Yeah, Josh Hart. The other one there in New York. I'm um, only interested in the tour in deeper, deeper formats. I don't believe that he will be a minute split guy with Hartenstein, but we'll find out. Um, I just That's not how I view that situation. The Cavs and the Raptors, another team with the traded players. Of course, it is Toronto. For Cleveland, Jarrett Allen has been destroying. Huge minutes, big production, out-of-position assists or out-of-the-ordinary assists also. Is this the new norm for him? Because he was struggling, like hugely. And I think what we've come to see with this team in terms of the fantasy value of Allen and Mobley is they cap each other. Mobley is better as a fantasy producer playing at center and Allen is a better fantasy producer when Mobley isn't there. So in order for them to both reach their ceilings, it appears like they just can't really play together. That is anecdotal on small samples of evidence this season, but pretty sure that also held true for Mobley last season when Allen was out. But Mobley's not there. So Allen's got another chance to keep rolling here. For the Raptors, it is about, of course, the traded guys, but how does it shake out between Trent, between Schroeder, and between Quickly and Barrett, of course? Like, who starts? How do the minutes go? Because we're adding two guys in who theoretically are 30-plus minute-a-night players, and we're losing one. So somebody's losing out somewhere. And I do think that Schroeder and Gary Trent are probably the guys that do it, but it might not be the case initially. In terms of streams, Karis Levert is available in 57% of leagues. He does hurt you in category leagues quite often. In points leagues, he's a great stream. Um, He's a great add actually in points leagues. And in categories, he's borderline, but still worth it. And then for the Raptors, probably is Gary Trent. As long as quickly hasn't been added. If he has, you, you clearly go and do that. Um, and then we see where Trent fits, but I'm I'm thinking he is going to lose a uh, a decent chunk of value there, Trenner, given the uh, the the acquirings, the acquisitions, that's the right word, the acquisitions of quickly um, and Barrett. The next game is the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Aaron Neesmith on a real roll at the moment. He's taking a starting job. Does he hold the starting job? Did he get the starting job because Bruce Brown was out? Or did he get it because he replaced Buddy Heald? And they'll go Brown and Neesmith together. Or do they keep Nembhard in there over him and play Nembhard and Brown together? I don't know. Regardless, Neesmith is playing really well. The value's up. The shooting's great. Let's see what happens there. And then Bob Portis, who I thought I was getting a handle on. They were playing more minutes to him. He was looking good. And then the last couple, he's dropped back down. To being that guy, we thought, is this even worth it? For now, we're just going to hold, but watching how his minutes sort of go back and forth is key. In terms of stream guys, or well, Neesmith is still available in 60% plus of leagues, I would go and grab him and see where this goes. And then there's Leaky Beasley in Milwaukee, who we know is going to start, but he's a points and threes guy that varies relatively commonly, and you can use him, but you also do not have to have him as any sort of must-roster player. We're going to go to Detroit-Houston, the Battle of the Steven Silases. Jalen Duran in Detroit is back from his ankle injury, and they are not going easy on him. Remember last season, they'd keep his minutes low, and then they'd bench him so they could see James Wiseman. Well, now he's in, and he's playing 34 a night, which I didn't expect that he would play that much. He is obviously massively key because it helps when your backups are dreadful, and that is what Wiseman and Bagley are. And Durin is just playing a ton of minutes. I don't know what they do when Isaiah Stewart comes back. I actually fear that situation as to what stupidity that will ensue. But for now, Duran is rolling with huge minutes and yeah, is he going to be a top 50 guy? That's possible. For the Rockets, Jalen Green. He stunk and he stunk and he stunk and he stunk. And the last couple of games, he's been better. Is that because Brooks and Smith are out? In particular, the last game? Maybe, but that's what we want to watch. Does he take a little bit more offensive aggression on with Jabari Smith not there? Do the shots actually go in more? We'll see. In terms of streams, Alec Burks is wildly available. Widely available as well. Um, I'm shocked that Alec Burks has never played for Houston. He feels like a Houston player. Unless I'm wrong. He hasn't played for Houston, has he? I feel like he should have. But anyway, he is getting minutes off the bench more than Killian Hayes, more than Asar Thompson, uh, more than Marcus Sasser, who's back out of the rotation. So Burks has some stream appeal. And the same thing with the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, who's widely available. He's everywhere, like 99%. You probably don't want him in 12s. But there's a little bit of value there, especially in deeper leagues. And as a starter, who might get 28 minutes, it's pretty hard to ignore, I would have thought. But, you know, he's being ignored. So use that to your advantage if you need someone like him. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's not worry, you don't have to worry about putting in lineups and matching it with a salary cup. You don't have to worry about thousands of other people going against you. Where it's a null sum game. Someone wins, someone loses. In prize picks, literally everybody can win because it's you against projections. They put a projection up points, rebounds, assists for whatever player, Jason Tate. And you say, mm, more or less. And you pick it. And you do between two to six of those into your entry. And you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It doesn't matter what everyone else chooses. It's just you against projections. Really simple stuff. It's fast. The payouts are fast. It's fun. It's exciting, and you don't have to worry about these people with way more time on their hands than you coming in and stealing your loot. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use the code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on The code is locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. The next game we look at is the Doubtful Legends, the Charlotte Hornets up against the Denver Nuggets. Miles Bridges, we thought this would be the case, that with Lamelo ball out, he might struggle, and he may not ramp up. In fact, he's been way worse. The shooting is off. His usage hasn't really changed, and I think that gives, even though there's a bunch of other reasons for other teams not to really pursue him in free agency, it's the fact that he is a highly dependent Scoring option. He can be good at that role, but you need someone there setting him up. He can't be the number one guy. And even he's he's not a number one guy because Terry Rozier is doing a lot, but he needs an elite sort of playmaker. So maybe Indiana works well with a Halliburton, but that's what he seems to need. Let's see if he can turn that trend around. And then for the Nuggets, it is Aaron Gordon. Like, is he going to actually play? Will he be limited? What does that mean for Peyton Watson? If we're streaming guys in, it is Big Dick Nick in Charlotte with the assumption that Mark Williams is out. And then... Watson's still stream books. he was getting 20 minutes a night anyway, but obviously that appeal for Peyton drops if um, the big dog Aaron Gordon is back. Portland and Phoenix, back-to-back here for Phoenix. I want to watch Scooter Henderson because last game he played 36 minutes as a starter, but that was with no Sharp, no Simons. Now, if Sharp and Simons return, what do they do? Do they go to a Scoot-Simon-Sharp starting group and put Kamara on the bench? They should, but I don't know that they will. Will they play him more or less minutes, fewer minutes in fact, than Malcolm Brogdon? Don't know. But Scoot is trending upwards. On a healthy team, it might crash way back down. He might have an absolute stink. have six points on, four shots, and shoot one of four. That's possible. But he's getting to the line pretty well. His assists are up. He's playing really well, and we want to watch that. In terms of streams, it is probably Matisse Thybul. You could throw a Jabari Walker in there or do up depending who's in or out. And then for the Suns, uh, Grayson Allen's rostered in most spots. So it's Eric Gordon, the guy that we pay uh, more attention to there as a streamer. Dallas and Utah, well, cool. What do we know about this one? Does Kyrie play? And what does that mean for Dante Exum and Derek Jones? It appears that both of those guys will start. They actually started Jaden Hardy last game over Tim Hardaway and over Grant Williams in Kyrie's spot, which was very interesting. They just keep changing things around there. Hardy's an intriguing deeper league stream if Kyrie is out, but that's Exum and Jones that we really want to focus on. And in Utah, we want to watch what on earth is going on with Walker Kessler. We spend a lot of time on this show talking about his fake fantasy rank and the overvaluation of one single category and how bad he was in a number of other ones without even expecting them to say, well, you're going to come off the bench and play 24 minutes behind John Collins. Never entered my head at all. Um, So he's been way worse than even I anticipated and I was probably more down on him than most. But it doesn't make a ton of sense. He's still doing really good stuff. His block rate's actually higher this season. And often younger players, the block rate drops as they get into more roles and more important situations. I guess his roles less important this season because he's not playing as much. So maybe that does track, but his block rate is up. So you just want him to get more consistent minutes, but it's not happening. In terms of streams, I think Exum's the guy there in Dallas still available and his shooting is going to cool off at some point and that's going to probably drop him from 12s, but roll for now. And then Kelly Linick in Utah, I don't know what to expect. 19 minutes, 29 minutes, 6-2-3, 19-19-19, who knows with a Linux? He's all over the place. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, as the legend Gennaro Gattuso once said. Um, Miami and the Clippers, what the hell do we make of the heat? Duncan Robinson's putting up some really good numbers, but like I detailed earlier, there's like five guys who could return. Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Hayward Highsmith, Josh Richardson. That's five guys who are in the rotation. Robinson is coming off the bench. He gets like 26 minutes. But just everyone being around squishes things a lot. So how do they use Robinson? And that then moves to Huckers and Highsmith and Jamal Kane and whoever. Their rotation is just very weird. Jovic started the last game. Roderick Hampton's been starting. Like, it's bloody wild. But the Clippers, Zubats has been really good lately. So let's see what he is able to do. I, I feel fairly confident in the stability of his role. In terms of, you know, Kawhi Leonard may may or not play, Jimmy Butler may or not play as well. So two big names there that can impact stuff. In terms of streams, Kevin Love is probably the guy, but you could open up a million options there in Miami. And then Norman Powell is always probably going to be on the stream list for the Clippers because he's not good enough to just hold on to through everything, but he's always going to pop his head up as a 12-team option. There is only the one team on the 2-1. It is the Hornets. You don't have many options there, so you grab who you can. PJ Washington, if he's available, Brandon Miller, if he's available, then you probably go, or Nick Richards, obviously, there as well. Then you go down to a Bryce McGowan's or a Cody Martin for deeper formats, and then deeper again, go to Ish Smith, and deeper again, go to Nick Smith. But if we look at chunks, Monday through Friday, we've got two big high-volume days, 12 on Wednesday, 14 on Friday. So we're looking Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. No one plays all three of those days, so let's have a look at the guys that we can pay attention to here who are available in over 55% of leagues. Big Dick Nick Richards got a Monday-Thursday combo, which is all right, it's fine. Trace Jackson, uh, so not Monday-Thursday, Monday-Tuesday, that's not fine, that's the best one out there. Um, We want that, we want Nick Richards. Trace Jackson-Davis took over the starting job for the Warriors. Don't know if it holds, but don't care. Got to add him. He's got a Tuesday-Thursday, uh, so all the Warriors do as well. Pajemsky, Kaminga, those sort of players. Sharic. Um, the Spurs have got the Tuesday-Thursday as well. So Trey Jones, Jeremy Sohan, and Malachi Branham are on this list Forget that Tuesday-Thursday combo. Remember, only two teams play Thursday and one of them are the Spurs. Even though they've got three games this week, they've got a really good schedule. And the other one is the Bucks with Malik Beasley um, playing the Monday-Thursday combo. So you missed the Tuesday there. So if you are looking to maximize games, you want Hornets Monday-Tuesday and then you want to look for the Bucks Thursday-Saturday to combo to get the most games in for the minimal waiver wire ads. If we just look back to Monday, we just look ahead to Monday, 10-team stream options. We go Derek Lively up the top, Followed by Big Dick Nick Richards, Tari Eason, Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante DiVincenzo, and Grayson Allen, all with really strong value and all honestly just should be on rosters anyway, irrespective of streaming. For 12s, you look at that list and see who you can grab, but otherwise we go to Dante Exum, Kelly Olenek, Derek Jones, Aaron Smith, uh Sticks Jalen Smith, and uh, the speaker in Utah, Keontae George. And for deeper leagues, 1% rostered Jay Sean Tate, Isaac Okoro, 1% rostered Jeff Green. Peyton Watson still yes, and if Aaron Gordon is out, he moves into the twelve-team zone. Uh, Chimezie Metu, backup center in Phoenix, and Chris Dunn is he the starting point guard? I don't know, but he's getting some minutes over Talon Horton Tucker. For points league streams, we do look at Nick Richards, Karis LeVert, Keontae George, Dante Divincenzo, Dante Exum (spelled differently), and Josh the Hitman Hart for Monday. Again, that could be changed by guys who are in or out due to trades, and we'll see how that all plays out. But that will bring us to the end of today's waiver wire streaming show for Monday. If you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. You first, you double bang it, but then you go and hit the thumbs up, you subscribe, you ring the notification bell, all of those things that help the show out. And on audio, listen, subscribe, leave reviews, and come across to YouTube as well, and be a double banger yourself. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.